ladies and gentlemen, before you hit the podcast, quick correction. I said the lady is 35. Um, I meant that I am 35 and the lady got her license in 1985, which I was like, that is so crazy. And I forgot. I think she was actually I think she was actually 85. I sat down, I did the math, and it was crazy. I was like, this lady was driving when I was born. And I'm like, wow. You know, it was crazy because I did the math. (laughs) I did the math, and she was literally in her 80s, and she got her license when I was born. So she had been driving for at least 35 years. Which is, which is, you know, crazy. At the time, I was 32. So now I'm doing this podcast at 35, which is why I keep saying 35. So at any rate, enjoy the podcast. Have a great day. <laughs> Hi, Pod family. How are you doing today? Have you ever had a bunch of disappointments in your life and you can't seem to figure out what the problem is? Let's talk about it. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are all over the world. So I wanted to talk today or this evening or tonight, (laughs) wherever you guys are all over the world, about bitter disappointments. And the reason why is because I've been looking over a couple of things and I find myself in that space. And what I do when I find myself in a space like that is analyze what really is happening, whether it be spiritual, whether it be physical, whether I'm maybe I'm just tripping. So I want to know because this is going to be a short series. And as usual, my podcast is designed to make people laugh. So like I said, sometimes we'll talk about a deep topic. And this is actually one of those deep topics is deep for me. The things that I want to talk about they're very real that they, they have all happened to me so this is going to be all about me and um so let's just get started so in 2018 my husband deployed as i mentioned a time before we are a military family and i can say i have been supportive at times as always you know you get tired of supporting someone else's dream and giving up everything of yours Um, recently it was said to me and I didn't like this, but this is what was said. I went to a dental appointment and a lady said to me, now, do you do your own thing or do, you know, you just like live off him? And I, it baffled me. And I told her, I'm my own person. I have my own things going for me, you know? I actually have a bachelor's degree. I'm not one of the girls that just got out of high school and married her dream guy. And there is nothing wrong with that. Get your man, honey. But that is not my story. Um, In truth, I've never actually, I didn't want to be married. I didn't get married until I was 26 years old and was running from that. Uh, Didn't have a child until I was 32. I got pregnant at 31. Got PTSD from that. (laughs) Um, So, and it was told to me that I was infertile. So I, all of these things kind of just found me. I didn't find them. And, you know, I always tell my husband the way he proposed, 
I really didn't appreciate it. So that was like never the, the goal. I was, by definition, I called myself a hustler because that's all I knew to do. Grew up in the country. I'm a country girl straight from the heart. Grew up in Quincy, Florida. I'm not ashamed of it. Love it, actually. Embrace it. I'm very country. And sometimes slang words come out of my mouth. So, you know, I'm okay with that. There are words that I'll say that you guys won't know. And then there are words you may say because of your region that I will scratch my head over. So, at any rate, he deployed in 2018. Our son was one. And our son turned two while my husband was gone. While my husband was gone, I faced racism and I could not get help from anybody um, in my husband's squadron. And I don't care if they get on and they deny it or whatever, but that was what was happening to me. And at some point, another spouse that I was supposed to work with on some things started some drama for me. And that drama has not ended. Now, mind you, I said that was 2018. It's 2020. So I look around the Air Force Base and I am a rarity. There are not many um, brown couples. There are mixed couples. And that particular couple is mixed. One thing I did notice that um, the girls who marry brothers for not really knowing a better term at the moment, the girls who marry the brothers, they feel uh, very overprotective of them. Although even if the sister that they are looking at, which in this category would be me, is not worried about her brother because she's happily married to the brother she's with. Now, Grant, I did learn that there is a lot of infidelity in the Air Force and uh, across all the military um units and the air force does not look at that lightly i must say and any other branch does not look at that lightly either they do take evasive action against the um service member at least the service member if the service member is the one that's screwing up and it is brought to the attention of the commanding officers and all that jazz. But we got without getting too deep into military yada 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 um at any rate this stuff happened and I find myself at a disadvantage because I had never been, I had never been away from home. I didn't understand the way um, these people do things. And when I say these people, I mean like people who they were like military brats and, you know, I hate that word too, you know, but for lack of a better term, you know, that's what this person was. And so they spoke betrayal. When you invite someone into your home, you don't, expect people to turn around and then lie on you for no particular reason and you know it just cause all kind of trouble for you and so for me it traumatized me and it set me back a bit so that was my bitter disappointment and I thought we were going to be friends we had a child the same age you know our husbands like work together whatever in the end all it did was that person's husband and my husband don't like each other you know and lately her husband been coming around but she still has been very standoffish and we have no idea what the problem was so i did what the big girl thing is to do you know not only as a minister of god but just as a regular person 
I, I apologized to them, even though I knew there was no truth to any of the stuff that was said, you know, and, you know, I tried to move forward. But then being away from home and then having a child, you feel isolated enough as is, you know, and then you go out into the community and you face racism and you just some part of you shut down. And around that time, that's when I started to realize that race relations were getting a bit uh, sketchy. <laughs> so I just I continued to exist. I wasn't really happy about it. And then in 2016, a lady hit me uh, from behind, an old lady. She was actually driving from, she got licensed from the time that I was born. So I had a lady that was 35 that had hit me, you know, like it was crazy. She, she hit me with a car and then she tried to lie about it and leave the scene. She was an 85 year old lady caught dementia about two years after this and conveniently couldn't remember any of the events and I fell for her because she had dementia and I had put in a claim and you know I was like oh well maybe I'll just withdraw because you know I had compassion and I think that's my problem that I had compassion so you know when my husband would call I would like just pick fights because I was like, you left me here. I don't know what I'm doing. Our child turned two while you were gone. And, you know, this is my only child. I have any other kids and didn't have anybody to talk to. And when they called, it was like just most miserable. And so, you know, people make dumb comments as they all do because they don't live a military life. So they were like, oh, well, you know, he when he signed up, what you guys were in for. <laughs> Actually, no, you don't. There are people who have been in the military for eons and have never deployed, which I don't see how, but it does happen. There are people who've never deployed. Then there's those who get in and then they deploy like crazy, you know, and it was not a good situation. So I still tried to make the most of it, you know, the comments. And this was from, you know, people that I would try and go in. I would try to talk to about what's going on with me you know, or, or something like that, trying not to pop, you know, and it's almost like you have to be cool until you can't be cool no more. But the minute you're not cool anymore, everyone wants to play the scared, I'm scared of you based off your color race card, you know, and then make you out to be a monster. And so, you know, you're darned if you do, you're darned if you don't. And maybe that's not everybody's experience, but like I said, this is what I have experienced firsthand. It is true to me. And it's just kind of been like that since we have been out here and we moved pretty fast. We went from staying in Florida with, with everything I was comfortable with and um, familiar with to an area where I was not comfortable, a whole new lifestyle, a whole new, just everything. And even church was different, which is where that where you knew I was coming from <laughs> sign up thing was said to me. And, you know, sometimes you think that the most under understanding people are like the rudest people. And sometimes that is so. So I found myself what I did was I took a break while my husband was gone. I took a break from going to church over there and I called home 
and I started um, attending online back home and I started I got into a prayer group back home you know because home was familiar to me and what I can take from it now is that God wanted me to get familiar with the unfamiliar and when I tell you it's been quite a journey with the unfamiliar it really has been and he's not called me in particular to be in the comfortable spot. I don't think that was ever meant for me looking back over my life now. I don't think that was meant for me like to just be in the comfortable zone. And every fight that I've endured was so that I can fight for others even harder. But the thing about it is going through all of that isolation, spending all those days with my son and just my son, no other adult when I saw other adults, man, I wanted to talk to them, you know, and I wanted to hang out and I wanted to, you know, almost like I was getting clingy because I never, like, it was like, I never seen a person. I was like, wait, you have arms and legs like me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You know, and I would be so excited, but my baby would also be excited because all we had were each other. And by the time my husband came home, we apparently had our own little unit he was my deployment buddy. And that's what that's what he was calling my deployment buddy. That's an actual term. And you develop a closeness with that person because you're around them all the time. You know, my husband had a team of people like that. I did not have a team. And as it stands, that's kind of been the going consensus since he entered Air Force life. And then there were the people who separate the spouse and say, well, does your husband serve or do you serve? And I'm thinking the family serves. No matter who puts on the uniform, there is somebody ironing it. There is somebody feeding the person who wears the uniform. And ironically, when my husband, being who he is, color that he is, when he steps out in the society that he serves, he is not honored as one of the people who serves. Um, it's like he if he don't show his ID and get stopped by the cops, we are automatically thought of as drug dealers. And matter of fact, that actually happened to us the other day. Someone asked us where the drugs are. Doesn't help that I have micro locks. And we told them the only thing that we have as drugs is Jesus Christ. This person followed us again and said where the drugs are. And, you know, we didn't, we didn't get belligerent. We just said, we done told you one time. We had our baby in the back seat. It was very disrespectful. The windows were down. Our child heard this said to us. And we did not, we didn't react. My, my husband just said, have a great day. You know, and it's sad to see how far we have taken a step back. And the person thought it was funny. We didn't think it was funny. They were driving crazy. And it's just been one thing after another. So what I've learned and, and taken from this is that People will be ignorant no matter where you are, no matter what they they what they want to see is what they're going to believe. And it did not help that the racism happened in the same area. It did not help that a lot of things happened in this area. But what I've gathered from it is that you're just going to have to continue to make the best of the situation. Not everybody, if people don't live the lifestyle you live, no matter, um, even if they have something in common with you, they will not be able to understand you. And so I've learned that. 
And I took that from this particular year in my life in 2018. And so if you're facing a hard time, I want to encourage you by looking at my bitter disappointment and just telling you to keep moving forward. Because even though in that moment, a lot of things may seem bad. And I can tell you, I did a lot of praying, a lot of crying, you know, and I was like, God is not taking this away. Well, God didn't take Jesus' cross away. He just kind of let him hung there. He didn't count of, he hung there, you know, and he took that spear in the side and he took those nail prints in the hand, whether you believe or not. You know, like I said, this is my thing that's true to me. He took that. He took it so that all of us could have a better future. I don't know what the world I took it for, you know, because I don't believe me experiencing anything is going to be for anybody to have a better future. I just I can't see it. Or maybe that's the problem that I can't see. it. So take from my experience, learn from my experience and learn that. Yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel because my husband still came home from deployment. And I thank God for that, because, you know, some people don't make it home from those type of situations. You know, and I would have been even more devastated because, like I said, I picked the fight. I was like, look, you left me with this child. I don't know what I'm doing. You know, and I do have child experience because I worked with children for five years as a substitute. And boy, did I get my hands full. I loved that job, but it's not something I would just willingly run back to. All I can say is just take it with a grain of salt because what I've also learned is that the people you meet, when you pass them through life, they won't be there at the end of your life. They'll just be some fleeting memory. And you could either hold on to them or you could let them go and just continue forward. So I hope that helps somebody out there. We're going to keep talking about bitter disappointments because you would think that would be all. But as usual, when it rains, it pours. Misery loves company, yada, yada. I don't know who the miserable is in this term, but that's just stuff people say. And that's the best I can do at this moment. <laughs> but you guys have a great day. Until we meet again, the love of my heart is where I keep a friend. Over and out. Good night, pot family.